Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer and the Golf News Network. I'm JT, and this is where we talk to the interesting and fun people in the world of golf. The characters, curmudgeons, lovely, carefree souls that make this game and the folks in it worth talking to. I'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef uh, for sponsoring this show. That's Beef the Way Nature Intended. Uh, check them out online at Painted Hills Natural Beef. I've invited back not only a good friend of mine, but my very first guest when I started this show four and a half years ago is Pat Boyle. If you live in the Portland area, you know who Pat Boyle is. She's an icon in the, um, the news business around. She's the only one that ever survived the trifecta in Portland. Uh, <laughs> we're working at all three news radio stations. I've got two of them. I don't, I don't think I'll ever get the third, Pat, but I've got two of them that uh, I've worked at now. So anyway, well, you're well, right behind me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. It, it doesn't seem like it's been four and a half years. Uh, not much has happened in the last four and a half years, right? <laughs> no, not a thing. Not a thing. So how's your golf game? Well, uh, it's actually getting a little bit better. I mean, I still have blowups taking an eight on a particular hole, but, um, I've settled down the drive. I've learned to keep my head down <laughs> and I, I retired in July and my secret hope was always, well, I bet you if I retire and I get more sleep, maybe my game will get better. And I, I think the reality is that I've played more golf since retirement. I think I have 50 plus rounds this year, which is probably twice as many as I usually do. And it's fun. So I'm actually getting a little bit better. And if you, if we get out and play, you will actually see if I'm lying or telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we try that. I mean, every once in a while you reach out to me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be at so-and-so or Langdon or whatever. And then on Thursday, can you go? And it's like, no, I got to be in the studio. And then I reach out to you and you say, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very busy with my charity that day or something like that. So. <laughs> It, it works out. And I noticed I didn't get my stopwatch start started in time. So we're going to guess the time on this first segment. Anyway, um, a lot of people do that, Pat, when they retire, they think I'm going to play a lot more golf. I'm going to, and maybe it's not golf. Maybe it's something else, hunt fish, whatever they like to do. Did, did you find that it was a difficult transition to, um, you know, the first couple of weeks, you're probably trying to get adjusted to things, not getting up at two 30 in the morning and that type of thing. But now that you're on a, what we would call a normal person schedule, was it hard to adjust? 
Um, I think my timing was spot on. And so the only adjustment was not waking up at 3.30 or 4. Now I wake up at 5. I sleep <laughs> until 5. Yay! <laughs> I, I know it. What a night all right. Um, and I think because it felt so right, there wasn't that much of an adjustment. And what I've become now is among my golf friends, I'm the one who checks out the seven-day forecast. And if I see a dry day, I book a tee time. It can always be canceled later. So I'm yeah. kind of the weather spotter uh, among us. So it's just been, it's been wonderful. And I think, I think golfers listening would agree with me that with this pandemic, and it's specific to Oregon golfers because California had restrictions, so did Washington. But um, being a golfer and being able to get out and play and be outside during the pandemic when everyone else was inside, it felt like the old normal for a little bit. And I have so valued that. Um, golf is a joy thing for me anyway, but to play it during the pandemic, to keep in touch with friends, to network. Okay, we're not touching the flag stick. I get that. That's fine. I've gotten used to that. But it's just, it's been um, the saving grace, I think, for me. Well, I think so, too. I mean, actually, I only got to play about three rounds of golf and they were in these uh shambled tournaments you know benefit tournaments and uh -huh. stuff and the rest of the time i've been pretty busy but i know that when i would take time just to go to the range and you know hit some balls or chip a little bit or whatever it really kind of like you said gave me a sense of normalcy to a degree mm -hmm. because uh i think we would get so between the folks in our world the media world you know, we're out there pounding the story about the good, the bad, the ugly about COVID. Um, and then the the saving grace was the golf course for us. Right. Because you didn't feel like you were in danger of being contaminated because you were outside. You know, there was fresh air. Sometimes here in Oregon, we actually got a sunshiny day, you know, <laughs> and 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 that made you feel kind of normal because the rest of it doesn't feel very normal. Um, not not at all. And in fact, I was out yesterday with uh, several friends and it just it was 57 degrees as I was driving home. There was beautiful blue sky. I mean, we were saying if you close your eyes and open them again, it, it could feel like it was in April or October. I mean, it's just beautiful right. weather. And so we do have winters where it's really, really rainy and things don't drain. But there have been enough dry spells this winter that I don't feel that I've been uh, you know have been on the shelf not playing for months right right yeah there's i still haven't made it out but it's only the what the 15th of january today i'll keep asking I'll yeah, keep i know asking. you will i know we'll make it we'll make it we'll make it <laughs> um you know in talking to some of the guys that run the courses uh we've had david stead on from langdon um had jim myers on from columbia edgewater who's the superintendent out there they've been very pleased with the amount of rounds that uh, those courses have done. I mean, even for, I think Meyer said when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago that for a private course that they had done close to 50,000 rounds, which for oh. a, a private course is exceptional for a public course. Uh, David uh, Stead said that they had exceeded 50,000 rounds at Langdon because of that. Now their food and beverage business is in the dumper, but that's all the restaurants and stuff around here and up and down the West coast are really kind of uh, in tough shape. But 
um, I think that's exceptional. And the only thing, my only complaint was Pat was that the people from that lived in uh, across the river in Washington kept coming down and stealing tea times. That is for sure. Yeah, I played a lot out at um, oh Glendevere early on, and I saw a lot of Washington license plates in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. There was a there was a tremendous amount of that. I do have some friends that live in Vancouver and we kind of follow each other on Twitter. And um, one of them even joined a club down here. I won't say which one, but he joined a club. <clears throat> um, he just thought, well, he had the time. <clears throat> Gosh, excuse me. Uh, and he was been working from home. So he went and joined a club and he tries to get in at least four rounds a week now. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. he And he's. I think he's probably a year or two away from retiring, but uh, I think he's setting himself up in a good fashion to when he fully retires to that'll be his deal. Cause he loves to golf and he, and he runs a golf chat site online too. So oh, he's cool. A, yeah. He's a good guy. Um, we're going to take a break and Pat and I are going to be back here in just a couple of minutes on grilling at the green. This is a new experiment we're doing today. So bear with us. Um, you're listening to us on AM 860, the answer and the golf news network. This is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon farms golf club. Today's tip is, um, talks about, I'm going to talk about the downswing, how to start your downswing. Um, one aspect of it that a lot of people really don't realize is that when you start your downswing, you, you do start from the ground up. You start with your feet, you shift your weight forward. But as you swing down, you're going to rotate the handle of the golf club in a counterclockwise manner. And that helps you square up the face at impact. And that starts from the top of the swing. And all players have some rotation from the from the start of the downswing, and that helps you flex your wrist or get that wrist into a bowed position at impact, which de-lofts it. The, the great Mickey Wright, um, who a lot of people think maybe had the best swing of all time, wrote about this in, in, in her book, and she described it as squeezing the last two fingers of the left hand to have the club head fall behind the hands and get that rotation where you're on plane and you're, and you're de-lofting the golf club and you're rotating it to square at impact. So give that a try. I think it'll help you. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Hey, welcome back to Grilling It's Green here on AM 860, The Answer. We'd like to thank the folks at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. They have unmatched quality and comfort and efficiency in the kitchen. I know because I spend a lot of time there uh, with their knives. You can check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. We're talking to my dear friend, Pat Boyle, today. Pat is um, synonymous with good reporting here in Portland, has been for years. I've I didn't know her until about five years ago or so. And, uh, but I heard her voice forever and ever on the radio around Portland. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're retired and I'm happy for you that, uh, 
you kind of got out unscathed out of this business. Oh, thank you. It, um, 44 years. Um, I was in the business and loved every minute of it. And I just, you have a moment, at least I did where I thought now is the time to retire and, and spend quality time remaining with my family, with my nonprofit William Temple house, whose board I serve on. And of course with golf. (laughs) Yes. So what's, you know, over the years, you've taken some trips. Uh, We've talked about it a few times, but you've taken some golf trips. You uh, it's a different title now, but you belonged at one time to the executive women's golf association. Are you still involved as much as that is possible at this point? Um, I'm not a formal member of the LPGA uh, local group. I do, however, belong to a golf fantasy league. And we just had our draft last night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was kind of fun. So I keep I've I've made a lot of good friends through uh, Executive Women's Golf Association, LPGA, which is what it's been renamed. And we remain friends today. So that I would encourage any woman who's thinking, I want to golf, but I don't know people. And should I do it? It's a great way to meet people. And for me to meet people who are outside the world of radio, that's where I would that was sure. where my circle was. And so I've met some wonderful women. And as we've talked before, we've traveled. And uh, I think since we last spoke on the air, in fact, I've brought you back some souvenirs from where I've traveled. Oh, good. Um, visited a, a friend who moved to Tampa and three of us went down there and golfed with her. And right. we golfed. Actually, I think I brought you back a ball marker from the Babe Zaharias golf course yes, down there I, in Tampa. I, I have that in my bag, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's been fun to do. And it's been fun to see how golf courses out here well we don't have alligators out here you know kind of ran into one not literally but in in tampa so that was fun to do too and yeah i try to squeeze in golf on whatever trip i go on um pretty much staying home for this winter which is fine um you know that's why i appreciate it being semi-dry at times but I, I love golf travel and just exploring different courses and schlepping the golf course the golf clubs around the country (laughs) Do you use a, a little light bag when you travel or do you use your regular bag? Um, I've done that before and I've had, um, I've had a smaller bag, but what happens then is if you're, I also do the carry on luggage. And so if right. you take the huge golf bag, you can stuff clothes in there as well. So it basically becomes a second suitcase. So I, I tend to take that rather <laughs> than the lighter one. How about I you? Um, I just, I just take the full bag. You know, and a lot of times over the years when we were doing broadcasting from other locations, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arizona, wherever, I would just ship them uh, with all the gear, all the radio gear and TV gear that we ship. I would put them in that lot. So oh, I, didn't, I didn't have to mess with them uh, going through airports because I know that can be kind of a dicey thing at times when you're if you're late or uh, um you know, there's a big lineup through security and you've got to wait in line, not with your clubs. They've already been checked, but I'm just saying it, it just cut down on time. And, and I just took advantage of the situation to where they would be shipped either, you know, FedEx or UPS, or they would be put in a truck and, and taken to the location uh, for the broadcast. And so I had them there. So that made it easy. Um, But like you, I really haven't traveled much this last year. Uh, we went to the beach once or twice, I guess we have family there and I, and I threw them in the car, you know, um, and I never used them. 
honestly. I, I never got up there because it rained once we got there. Oh. It was just pouring down rain. So anyway, but yeah, I like to take my clubs with me when I can. And that's afforded me over the years to play different courses um, like in Scottsdale, um, in Oklahoma, they're uh, burning tree or oak tree. And in Kentucky, it was uh, Valhalla. I got to play that years oh. ago. So, you know, that's been good. That's been good. I just don't do that line of work um, anymore. I'm, I'm a little more localized with the syndication of my other shows. So I, I stick around here quite a bit. So, but they're normally... When the weather breaks, they go in the trunk of my car or in the well, it doesn't really have a trunk. It's a little SUV. So they stay in there until the rains hit in the fall. So that's. And mine stay in there year round just because you never know. You want to be golf ready. <laughs> you, you, you might get a decent day here in the Northwest. It does happen. It does happen. What do you think is your um, most favorite golf trip, Pat? in the in the course that you played was that in florida or was that in europe or where was it oh it's funny because i just found um the very first overseas golf trip i did with uh my girlfriends was the south of france and i just found a golf ball i purchased from the monte carlo golf club oh there you go <laughs> and, I, and my husband says you should play with that it's like no because then the pressure's on if i'm trying to carry over water or, or yeah. <laughs> gulch, of course I'd lose it. But um, I would say that first one, because it was so, it was so brand new uh, to play in the South of France and to play in Monte Carlo, that, that was really fun. And then I've, I've done Palm Springs trips, both with uh, my golf girls, as I call them. And then also with my husband, where we do other things, although I still try to sneak in a round or two of golf because I, I personally think it's impossible to be in Palm Springs and see golf courses and not have your clubs. Not have your clubs. That is true. You have to play. I bet you I've played at a club that you haven't, though. Probably. Uh, uh, the Darab course in Saudi Arabia. There's a oh. lot of sand. There's a lot of sand. Trust me. But there is <laughs> yeah. some green grass there, but I, I got to play the I was there years ago in Saudi and uh, got to play um, a quick nine there. And I even got the hat to prove it. <clears throat> so, but it's, it's not a, it's, it's kind of a, our true destination. You have to want to go there and you have to get invited into the country, first of all, but you have to go there. So you can't just say, I'm going to go, go play real quick in drop so you can do it in some of the other in the emirates and different places like that over there but you can't in saudi yeah. anyway we're going to take a break here on grilling at the green we're going to be back with my friend pat boyle of radio fame here in the northwest right after these messages don't go away Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green um, here on AM860 and the Golf News Net and, and 17 different platforms now for the podcast version. Um, it's, I don't know. They just come up with another platform every once in a while. We stick stuff on there You know, it seems to work. Um, don't forget our friends over at Langdon farms have a grill special prime rib every Friday night. You get the baked potato, the whole deal. That's uh, a really good deal. Now you can do it takeout 
curbside, but it's still there. And uh, they will be opening up pretty soon for in-house dining like that. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all those good places. If you'd like to send us an email, it's info at grillingatthegreen.net. Also, thank you, Painted Hills. Beef the way nature intended. They've been with me for a long time, and I really appreciate it. And Ben Hogan Golf, tour quality clubs at factory direct prices. That's BenHoganGolf.com. Let's get back and talk with our friend Pat Boyle here. So I've got a journalism question for you, Pat. Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't care where people stand politically. That's not my deal. I, I know where I am, and I never really talk about that. Um, I think that was the training I got way back when in journalism school, you know, you kept yourself out of the story. You know that I know that there's been a call now. Uh, and I, and I'm not ambushing you with this question, but I trust your judgment on this. There's been a call by several notable golf writers saying they need to purge like Trump from the golf world. You know, they, it's kind of a bandwagon thing. I think about it. I don't care if people liked him or they didn't like him. My opinion is I don't think we should insert golf into politics. That's just me. Um, and whether you like the guy or not, I don't care, but I don't, I'm not into banishment of people. You know, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Well, you keep hearing the words cancel culture the last couple of days or longer. Um, it's, I think one of the reasons I chose to retire was because, um, I think the landscape of news has changed since you and I received our training. And that's not me. I, um, I was trained to give both sides of the story. You shouldn't know how I feel. I shouldn't tell you how I feel. I just tell you what's going on. And um, it's, I think it's a different landscape now. If you click on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, you can tell slants right away. Sure. And that's not my news world. No. And I regret that it has changed. And I think it's also tough to be a news person today when um, there's all the claims of fake news. I mean, people, good, hardworking journalists are slaving away trying to bring information in a rocky environment. Yeah. Um, and so they have my compassion. I just, you know, I was done. And so that's how I'd answer your question. Um, I also wouldn't weigh in on <laughs> politics. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's, it's just, I value kindness. I value transparency and compassion. And um, it's just a really difficult time right now for everybody. It is. It, it really is. And I completely understand that. But like you, when I went, through journalism boot camp, so to speak, way back when it was give them the facts, um, verify your sources. Each story had to have at least two verified store sources, and we had to we had to tell you who they were. And um, and we did present, like you said, both sides of the story. The reader could make up their mind, or that's how I started was in newspaper and stuff. So that was that was always this. And I, I just, um, I don't know. It just kind of befuddles me that I hate to see it come down to sports. Um, 
and and leisure things like you said this cancel culture and people say something and it gets jumped on and the social media platforms even though we use them for business in my situation um sometimes i think man those people can really be rough out there so i i just try to stay away from it and golf is like this sacred cow to me i'm sorry but it just is you know i just think it's it's a great thing for a lot of people to be able to do no matter what your level is. And I just think we should keep the uh, postulating and preening and all that out of the, you know, there's lots of good stories out there. Find them, tell about them. It, it sounds like you're regretting the political seeing golf politicized. I am a sport that you hold dear to your heart to see it be politicized. Yeah, I, and that is a true statement. But moving on now to more to more fun things. If I said, Pat, I'm going to give you an American Express uh, platinum card and you can go anywhere in the world uh, to play whatever golf course or courses, plural, you would like, what would you do? I would. Um, I'm a, I have Irish roots. And yes. So I, I would head to Ireland and Scotland and... Um, play golf there i actually have played um went to the solheim cup when it was in ireland and i I did play there but uh i would like to go back and play again and play saint andrews isn't that the uh the the home the birthplace the home yes i I would love to get there and play and just i would i call it golfing my guts out but i think my perfect (laughs) i would love to just go someplace and just play every day and just have that be all i have to do no other responsibility and so if i could do that in scotland i think i would you know, tonight there's that $750 million megabucks jackpot. And then Ooh. tomorrow night, the Powerball is, I don't know, $600 million plus. We got to go buy some tickets because if one of us wins, I'm definitely getting a jet and that we can go anytime, <laughs> anywhere we want. That, that, would be, that would be like my dream thing. Get up in the morning and say, you know, I think I'm going to fly to wherever scottsdale today and and you know play at uh troon or whatever and and just go you know wouldn't that be fun that would be otherworldly for sure yeah. yeah i mean because especially talking right now life is boiled down to the simple things food family you know the inside of wherever you live and so to, to dream big like that again that seems like yesteryear well yeah and the oregon lottery is up to an 18 pack of Charmin. So, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, we, we, can, we can do that. No, I, it is fun to daydream about those things and to see, um, you know, if you got a chance to go to some of those courses and play, that would be uh, really phenomenal. Um, speaking of phenomenal, here is our buddy Bruce Furman with his golf tip of the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms Golf Club. And today's tip, I'm going to talk a little bit about your grip and and your wrist positions. And most people that are average players have no clue. They just hold the club, whatever feels comfortable. But the face is the biggest determination of how the ball starts. So wherever your face is aimed at impact, that's where the ball is going to start. And then the combination of the path, meaning the direction your club is, is going, and the face, that determines how much it's going to curve. And so how you hold the club and how your wrists 
are when you swing back and down are very important and you should understand what your tendencies are and there are three basic wrist positions at the top of the swing there's bowed wrists and that's somebody like John Rahm or Kepka or Morikawa they usually have what we call a combination grip where they have a weaker left hand and I'm talking about a right-handed player by the way a weaker left hand grip and a strong right hand and that tends to bow the wrist and there's a lot of guys doing that right now. It's not that easy to do. I don't normally recommend everybody trying to do that, but it, it does work. And then there's what's called a flat left wrist at the top, and, and that's more of a neutral grip, and that would be somebody like Tiger or, or Adam Scott. And then there's a cupped wrist at the top, and that's usually from a strong grip, which means for a right-hander the grip is to the right, or mo- you'll see more knuckles. Somebody like Couples has that. So how your wrists are at the top and how they come down, whether you're flexing your wrists, which means bending the palm down towards your wrist, or you're extending, raising the back of the hand toward uh, your, your, your forearm. Those things make a big difference on how that club face comes into the ball. And so you should understand that. And if you don't, you should go see a pro and uh, make sure that you understand that and match all those things up. And then you'll play a lot better golf. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. You can find out more about Bruce Furman if you just go to the Langdon Farms website, um, click on the instruction icon, the little drop-down menu there will show you, connect you with Bruce. There's a nice picture of him. And um, you can book some time or do one of his mini clinics. Pat and I are going to be back and wrap up this week's Grilling at the Green right after this. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. everybody welcome back to grilling at the green i'm jt your host here on am 860 the answer in the golf news network talking with my good friend pat boyle um who i still owe but the event hasn't happened yet uh for your charity i owe you a cooking deal but we'll get to that William Temple House, if you don't mind, if I give a little plug in Northwest Portland, providing low cost counseling and a healthy food pantry for people who need it. And boy, the need has really increased. And so you were talking, yours was an auction item we had and uh, COVID kind of happened. So yeah, hopefully on the other end of the pandemic, we can do that. But so thank you for letting me mention that it's near and dear to my heart. Um, I do have a golf question for you though. Not as, not as a, Political is the Trump one you asked me. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Okay. That's okay. Um, I just am interested to think, to hear what you think about uh, people who play with brightly colored golf balls, because that's, I'm kind of in my uh, neon yellow stage right now and um, really prefer those. Do you, do they have to be white balls or no? What do you think about colored balls? No, I think they're fine. And especially if you're playing in, a group uh if you're playing in a foursome um and they're average golfers like we are and you can spot that 
orange or yellow or um chartreuse or whatever yeah. colors they they have because they make them in lots of different colors now i don't i don't have a problem with that i really don't i mean me i'm kind of a traditionalist but um i just think that uh yeah it, they're fine they're fine yeah i think they're fun and when i played yesterday a friend um gave me a sleeve of balls that were the the really it's a matte finish but a really screaming orange red color and you can really track those when they when they go it's yeah. kind of fun yeah well you've got your own track man then you know like <laughs> yeah. that, instead of spend, paying twenty thousand dollars for it you know you just get that that uniquely colored ball that you were just speaking of and, and you can follow it <laughs> there you go it, it, it works but hey it works for me no i don't have a problem with it pat i just uh biggest problem i have with on the course is and if if i know you've played golf with me a few times but i'm not a big one to go hunting lost balls for a great length of time um i always remember um god who was it what it wasn't trevino but it was somebody like that said if you're playing in a in a scramble or a pro-am celebrity thing if you, you know, hit your ball and you can't find it, leave it. He said, because they're like Doritos, they'll make more, you know? <laughs> and, and so I, I really don't, you know, I'll go look for it a little bit, but I know some people out there just are, you know, pounding through the, the grass and the brush and looking for it, you know, um, that's just not, that's just not me. That's not something I like to do. Well, let's talk about that. Isn't the etiquette that you should only look for a couple minutes because otherwise you're going to stack people up behind right, you. what if right. what is the exact amount of time you should be looking for one let's have this be a teaching moment uh i think the new rule is three minutes okay it used to be five minutes and they cut it down to three minutes and if you don't have a pretty good idea of where your ball went offline so where it crossed the you know the out of bounds or whatever if you don't have that and you're just kind of shooting in the dark just take your best guess and talk to your other players and say it crossed here, do your drop there or hit another one from the tee. If that's where you're at, if it's not your second shot and just go forward. That's, that's my idea. So. I, I think that's a good idea. I also have a superstition that if you've maintained the same ball for the entire round, do not even say anything out loud until you're walking off the 18th green. Right. Cause I was at Langdon last week and I said, Oh my gosh, I played the same ball. Oop, there it goes into the water on 18. So yeah. <laughs> never even mention it until you're off the course. Absolutely. Uh, Pat, are you going to stick around for after hours with us? Sure will. Okay. Um, we want to thank Pat for being with us today. It's, it's a pleasure to see her again, finally, after a long time. And next week, I can tell you, we've either got Samantha Marks, who was at Golf Channel, and now she's not, or Charlie Reimer, who was at Golf Channel. <laughs> And now he's not, but in the next two weeks, you'll get both of those folks. So um, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening today. You can check out the after hours for grilling at the green. We'll be posting it here uh, first of the week. And so um, enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend. And Pat, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. We'll be back. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Rolling at the green.
Game is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved. And remember, the key to lower scores, a pencil with an eraser. See you next week.